You're listening to The Secret Show, episode number 38. In this episode, I'm doing a client case study with Michelle Seaton-Witte. Welcome to The Sigrun Show. I'm your host, Sigrun, creator of Samba, the MBA program for online entrepreneurs. With each episode, I'll share with you inspiring case studies and interviews to help you achieve your dreams and turn your passion into profits. Thank you for spending time with me today. Building an online business takes time. I share with you proven strategies to help you get there faster. You'll also learn how to master your mindset, up-level your marketing, and succeed with masterminds. In today's episode, I'm doing a client case study with Michelle Seaton-Witte, who is in my Momentum Mastermind. Michelle joined the mastermind to build up a business as a birth educator, only to realize that this was not her true passion. Being multi-passionate and having a very colorful background, she wasn't sure what was her next step. But I had an idea for her that helped her find the right business idea. Do you want to transform your life and business? I've created a brand new training for you where you'll discover a proven blueprint on how to start, grow and scale your profitable online business to six or seven figures. This is a live online workshop that runs from September 1st, 2017. Make sure you don't miss it. By signing up today, go to sigrun.com forward slash 38. I'm so excited to be here with Michelle Seaton-Witte, who is in my Momentum Mastermind group and has completely changed her business model. And that's exactly why I wanted to bring you on here and be a client case study. Thank you for joining me, Michelle. Thank you so much for inviting me, Sigrun. It's a real honor to be here. So I want to go back in time, but maybe first explain to people, Michelle is here not to share some big financial success story. And that's exactly why you're here. You are here because you are pretty much in the beginning of a new journey and you found a new passion, a new business model. But before we dive into what that is, where were you about a year ago? What were you doing? About a a year ago, I was actually working with you already a year ago, if you can believe that, but I had a different business. I was working as a birth educator and I was selling somebody else's product, which, you know, it was fine, but it wasn't my thing. I'm very grateful that I was doing that and I may continue doing that in the future. However, right now I managed to work out how to use a lot of the fear management techniques that were in that and apply them to something else. New, (laughs) new, which we're going to talk about shortly. We're not, we're we're keeping the audience curious. Sure, I understand. (laughs) You have a very interesting background, you know, not just birth educator, but before that, can you tell people Obviously, you're multi-passionate because you have tried all those many things. Basically, what kind of jobs have you had during your life? Jobs. 
Wow. Have you got an hour? (laughs) I've had jobs, you know, ranging from retail, which I started in when I was very young, of course, to pay my way through school and university. So the regular waitressing sort of jobs. But my, my passion at the time was performance. And I've been standing on the stage since I was nine years old. So after I finished my marketing degree at university, I decided to commit full time to my performance work. And I went to drama school in London and I ended up in the world of um, street performance and also clowning. So I did a lot of work. I spent seven years really touring the world as a professional street performer. And the clowning work took me into the hospitals where I did a lot of what they call therapeutic clowning, which is where you work with children and their siblings and their their parents and doctors and nurses, and you bring laughter into an otherwise mm, sometimes heavy situation. So to yeah. lighten the atmosphere a bit. Yeah. Before you became a birth educator, you were basically a therapeutic clown before? I was, but I also had another side to my work and that was that I got involved in filmmaking. So I was working, I got myself a job as um, the marketing manager for what was known at the time as Independent Filmmaker Magazine. And through that, I made a lot of connections and I um, started working on indie films, basically as an art director, as a costume person as first assistant director. So I was working in film, I was working in hospitals, I was working doing the street theatre. Some of that work is seasonal. So the street theatre work is really seasonal. So in the downtime, I was working in film. And in the summer season, I was out on the street, um, working the crowds (laughs) and bringing laughter to people you know, at festivals and yeah, street festivals predominantly, but also corporate in the corporate world as well. Such a fascinating background. And we didn't know this for a while because you came in like, hey, I'm a birth educator. And we also felt in the mastermind group that you were just great at helping people kind of figure things out or transform their lives. So there was this idea lingering of a life coach as well. Did you ever do something with that? Yeah, well, straight after I started doing my live marathon, um, several people contacted me and asked me if I would be able to help them as a life coach. So it's all kind of fallen into place that all of this performance work facilitated my Facebook lives. And then from that, I was able to then dive deeper into helping people. In fact, I've still got people I'm helping now with the life coaching So you came into the mastermind group being a birth educator, but there was something not right about it or remind me why I asked you to do Facebook lives for 30 days. Okay. So there were some changes going on with the business that I was working with and it was taking a long time and it needed to take that amount of time, but I needed to move into something else. And what was going on was everywhere I was hearing this thing about, oh, storytelling this and storytelling that, you know, brand storytelling, 
corporate storytelling. And I was thinking to myself, I'm a storyteller. Like I've been standing on the stage for 35 years. All I've been doing is telling stories my entire life. And I remember on our call, I was actually crying, going, but I'm a storyteller. And then you said, right, well, go and tell some stories then. You can go on Facebook Live and you can start tomorrow. And that stopped me crying. And made me sit up and I was like, oh, okay, um, well, now I've got to tell a story. So I started and, and I was very nervous. I thought, what am I going to talk about? So the first day I talked about my shopping trolley. I remember that video very well. We all watched it from the group. And I was very proud of you for just diving in the day after I, I asked you to do this. But I know there was also tension just, you know, with anyone that gets this kind of assignment, like, What's the business purpose, you know? But I knew that from my own experience, when I started blogging, you figure out your own voice and start to attract people. So what, what happened during those 30 days? Did your stories get clearer or what happened as a process? The process was less about the stories I was telling and it was more a personal transformation process because You know, you go live and you know lots of people who have nothing to do with your business or know anything about your aspirations, you know they're going to be watching it. And ironically, as a performer, I suddenly realized that I was still so worried about what other people were going to say and what other people were going to think. And my whole past was suddenly illuminated and I could see that I hadn't created the kind of art or the theater performance stuff that I'd wanted to create because I'd always had this little monkey on my back going, oh, it's not going to be good enough and people are going to say that it's stupid or that it's not very good. or So I had this massive fear of not being good enough. That became obvious very, very early on. And so I made myself, it was like when you put a pot into an oven, a clay pot into an oven and you have to heat it, really, really heat it so that when it comes out, it's hard. And that's what it was like. It was like going into this cleansing furnace of experience of action. It was the cleansing furnace of action that I took and I just made myself do it day after day. And then after a little while, I started getting a bit addicted to it because what happens when you do something that you're scared of doing is that you get an endorphin rush. That's why people jump out of planes and do extreme sports because they get a, get a little thrill out of it. And once you overcome sort of worrying about what other people think of you, you just start to kind of get addicted to the endorphin rush. And I still have that actually. Yeah. Even now when you're going last. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so 30 days had gone past where did you attract people? Did you people start to expect your Facebook lives? Like the audience grew? What, what happened? Yes. Look, it was a slow process because I didn't have an audience per se. I just had my regular group of friends, but yes, yeah, sort of strangers, as I made those posts public, strangers started to tune in like daily and wave at me and go, hi, it's lovely to see you or leave lovely little posts. So yes, I definitely slowly started to attract people who weren't necessarily, what you realize is they're not necessarily interested in what you're talking about. 
They're interested in you as a person. It's like a friend. They want to come and hear your little chit chat for the day. It's like sitting there and having a coffee with them. And so my perception of the reason that one would do a live completely changed. It wasn't about the delivery of information. It can be, and sometimes it is, but in the beginning, it doesn't have to be about what you're talking about. It's you. People want to get to know you as a person. And you know, everybody's really likable by somebody. And Yeah, by somebody. <laughs> and it's that. And, you know, with 1.96 billion people on Facebook, there's a lot of somebodies out there who want to know who you are. So we want to talk about after 30 days, you got another challenge to go to 100 days. I did because I was so scared. I was like, oh, no, my 30 days are up. What am I going to do now? And then you said, okay, go to 100 days. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, no. What have you agreed to? Yeah, it was phenomenal, actually, to imagine that I was going to keep going for 100 days. I ended up going a lot longer than that. But there was never the plan originally that you would become a Facebook Live coach. How did that happen? Yeah, I'm sure, again, it was on a mastermind call. It was part of our work together, which has just been so valuable. I guess other people in the group were saying, hey, you're going live. Well, I should go live too. And I started to realize that for me, it was actually very easy as someone who's been on the stage. It was very easy for me to press that go live button and just start talking. And for so many other people that even in our group, they had reservations. And then there was a gap. I saw there was a gap between what I could do very easily and what I enjoyed doing and and what was fun. And for other people was, you know, almost a burden that they had to press this button. And that I could, I'm, I'm a cheerleader for people. So I encourage people. And when I get, you know, when I get an idea in my head, I can really uh, inspire people. That's just, something that I do. I was able to do that. And I thought, well, of course, I should just marry these two things and create a course, a program for people to be able to help them make that leap. Yeah. I remember this discussion in the mastermind group where it takes a lot of convincing also to understand you only need to be one or two steps ahead of your clients. So you don't need to be, let's say, the Facebook live coach that knows everything about technology, everything about lighting, everything about software. It was just that gap that you identified that's enough. And if people are attracted to you, as you said, they are attracted to you as a person. Even if there are other people out there teaching the same thing, they wanted to learn it from you. So you, you run a challenge or a program for free to kind of see if that would be something. How did that go? It was really surprising. I attracted 70 people into the course and most of those people were active in the group and did the work and I just had the most beautiful testimonials and responses and public outpourings of gratitude. It was really a shock to me that I could offer something that would get such a, I don't know, so much love coming back, I guess. I I realized I was onto something and, you know, the people were really waiting for the next week's module 
and they were in the group together, supporting each other. So there was a whole momentum that happened just from jumping in. And I was really building it on the fly because I wasn't sure what they wanted or what they needed. I had a very rough outline of what I was going to do, but it was definitely the doing of it that helped me to refine and create it. It was an amazing five weeks. I'm really grateful that I did that. Yeah. And this is for anyone listening, you know, this is how to create a program. You run it first for free, especially if you're not kind of have a big brand or very known in your industry, you have to kind of first offer people a free experience so that they get to know you. And I was so inspired by this five-week journey that I saw you do. I was in the Facebook group, of course. And so I asked you to do a bonus module for Sampa to deliver a similar content, but only in five days. So how was it for you to deliver the bonus module for somebody? It was amazing. First of all, I was really honored to be asked and really amazed that you would feel that what I was offering was so valuable. I, I'm very grateful for that. And it was really, it was much more exciting than, well, exciting. It was just more on, you know, it was on every single day. Um, so it was a really action-packed week for me, even though I was only on live like 15 minutes per day in the group, you know, I'd kind of spend half the day preparing for it. And, you know, I had to meet a few of my own demons when I was under that kind of a pressure. You know, my procrastination demons I had to face, you know, where I'd be just half an hour out from delivering and I'm still sticking up notes on my wall. And it was really exciting. And again, just wonderful feedback. And it was a privilege, actually. Yeah. Now, I know that people are tagging you as the Facebook Live expert. And that's the interesting thing. You may not feel like we have, everybody has an imposter syndrome. (laughs) Like we who are we to deserve this attention or, or who am I to deliver this program where we know there is probably someone out there that knows it better, but this is still the way to do it. So I'm, I'm really proud of you, Michelle, to have delivered these two things, the free course and the bonus module. And now you are planning to actually launch a paid program very soon. What are you doing to uh, deliver that? Well, right now I'm working on a sales page. So I'm working through a program that I bought from another one of your esteemed guests, um, Sarah Greer. And she spoke to us about setting up a sales page. But I'm also working on creating a five-day challenge. So I know that I really need to build my audience and build my list. So I'm developing a five-day challenge. And I've also started with Facebook advertising. So using Mm. my live ads to draw attention to myself, I suppose. Facebook absolutely adores it when you use Facebook live videos in your advertising and they really push them. And um, yeah, so I've started started learning Facebook advertising. Yeah. So I really appreciate you sharing your journey with you, Michelle. And I know there will be people who say, well, you know, 10 months or 12 months from now, I will get you back and see where you're at then. But if people want to connect with you now, where would they go? 
Well, you can connect with me in the link that will be in the show notes. Yes. So you can download my free PDF there, the seven secrets to mastering going live online, or you can go to my website, which is www.michelleseatonvite.com. Thank you so much for being on the show, Michelle, and sharing your story of how you found your new business idea and how it's starting to take off. You've run the beta program. Now you're ready to launch your first paid course. I think this is a huge inspiration for anyone who is in a similar position to you. Thank you so much for sharing your journey, Michelle. Thank you so much, Sigrun. Ready to turn your passion into profits and take your online business to the next level? I've created a brand new training for you where you'll discover a proven blueprint on how to start, grow, and scale your profitable online business to six or seven figures. This is a live online workshop that runs from September 1st, 2017. Make sure you sign up right now so you don't miss a single training. Go to signal.com forward slash 38. Thank you for listening to The Signal Show. Did you enjoy this episode? If you did, please share, subscribe, and give the show a review on iTunes. See you in the next episode.